Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I'm joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? Not too bad, just considering before hitting the record button, I just battled my hand across my desk by accident. <laughs> I was like, do you need like five minutes? <laughs> no, I'm all good on all good. All good. Uh, man, um, well, thanks for uh, holding it down last week with Mike. That was much appreciated. I uh, had a fabulous weekend in New Orleans Unlike the Saints. Yeah, I'm glad you had a great time. So it was a wedding you were at, right? Yeah. People people get married. Yeah. That's life, isn't it? (laughs) You meet someone, get married, then you blossom into the next horizons of your next stage of your life. There we go. It's it's very exciting. But I am very happy for the couple. Very happy to spend time in New Orleans whenever I can. So... All in all, a great weekend. Hey, hey, I'll take that. But oh uh, yeah, and the Cowboys won. So. Ab- absolutely, we're four <laughs> and two now. Who would have thought? <laughs> I mean, mm. I mean, let's be honest. Like watching her the season so far right now is kind of a surprise in some games. Where how are we four and two right now? Because we've got so much um, f- stuff that we need to work on still. Like. Mm-hmm penalties um just really really stupid stuff oh, oh. Cat- what, what is that what is that is it a, is it a, another yellow flag another one flag <laughs> offside pass interference oh god you name it roughing the passer or something like that it's it's you're like tyler on. smith tyler smith tyler smith oh my boy come on now I know that's two games in a row now. He's kind of been like that recently, but hopefully he can change things about. Hopefully. Well, and that was, he had that issue last year too. Not every game, but. Uh, well, that's the thing I though. We, like, I just don't understand what we're doing to rectify that situation because I keep hearing, and you know what? I should know better. I should know better than to listen to anything that Mike McCarthy ever says because hmm. he's full of crap. Because he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring in these referees and, you know, um, we're going to, you know, have them watch us practice and then we're going to work on those fundamentals. Lies. You lie, you lie, you lie. You don't watch film. You don't do anything. You're lying. My God, Mick is on fire today. <laughs> yeah, after my spirits get crushed by the Rangers, I, I have feelings, okay? Oh, the Texas Rangers? Oh, dear. Stupid. Uh I hate, I hate them. I hate. Well, I do hate to admit though, I could never ever support a team called the Texas Rangers because you know what? Fine, fell well, 
foremost is because obviously here in Scotland. And if you can see what Meg's doing right now, she's pulling a face like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that is exactly what I was doing. And, uh, I, was and- I was telling him this before, and I'll repeat myself because this is how I feel. And I'm sorry if you're from there. I don't really care. Um, I hate the city of Houston. Like, I hate it. I don't like anything about it. It's the traffic is God awful. And yes, I live in Dallas and I'm saying that. So that tells you something. Um, just like none of it makes any sense the way it's like set up at all. I, it's not it's not a good city. It's but I hate it. And if I could take a saw and just saw it off of Texas, shove it into the Gulf of Mexico and light it on fire, I freaking would. I would. I hate it. This is decades of hatred under the surface here. Okay. Ooh, not, this has nothing to do with football. Like, don't even get me started on the Texans. Oh, I'm in such a wind up. I'm just going to keep on saying go Astros right now. <laughs> don't make me vomit on the air. Oh, fantastic. Anyways, um, I don't even know how we got on this topic. I never do I, but it's so much fun. I was getting, funny. Yeah, I was getting fiery about Mike McCarthy lying that's about that's what, how they like, is, yeah. oh, yeah. I all I buckle down and I watch film. I make sure that these referees come from flies. You're not doing anything. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh god. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna call the plays now. So this will this offense will be on me. We'll get it all to yeah. On you to get freaking fired, bro. Like what the heck are you doing? <laughs> the play calling is atrocious. It's so soft. It like stifles your quarterback. I don't know what you're doing. I don't. It makes no sense. I'm lost for words. Paul's <laughs> mad that he can't clip this because I told him he's not allowed to use video of me this week. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can. I can probably just use my reaction to that more than anything <laughs> right now. Oh god. <laughs> oh. So if yeah. you're curious about how I feel about the state of the Cowboys right now, that that does it. I know. I mean, there is positives though. We are forward to. We are forward positive to- things. But the, it's just so frustrating that yeah. this team insists upon beating their heads against the wall and not getting anywhere. You don't fix any of your problems. You don't do anything different. Why? Mm. See, can I go back to what you said about Tyler Smith? We Good knew point. we knew about Tyler Smith when we drafted him. He was prone to being penalties when he was at uh, Tulsa. Tyler, I just like um, yeah, I mean. I, mean, I we, just wanted to clarify. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not <laughs> mad at him, but we knew he had a trait of causing penalties, and 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 obviously that's still kind of on progress. He's still working on it, but at at, at what cost though? Because it has cost us a fair little bit so far this season. Is he still a good legitimate offensive lineman? Absolutely, but it's those be small things where we, we could be third and five and we get a first down and next thing you know, it's back to third and 15 because of a holding call or something like that. Those It's those fundamental key moments that always seems to happen. So that's the frustrating part when it comes to the offense. I mean, in terms of the, our offensive line, in terms of protecting Dak Prescott in general, I have no complaints. Like, Dak's actually been well protected. He's getting the ball out quickly. Like, take that Chargers game, for example. Like, um... He, he was really, really... I thought Dak had a really good game against the Chargers. I think the only disappointing thing was our wide receivers could not really catch a ball for some reason, other than C.D. Lamb. But the only per Well, sorry, let me correct that, actually. The only person was Michael Gallup. He was 3 for 10 
three for ten, where CD Lamb was seven for seven. Sean McCune even got one, I believe, one for one. Jake Ferguson was one for one, and Brandon Cooks was four for four, I believe. Um, but the all the drops came from Michael Gallup, so that's a bit of a concern for me, considering how Gallup just signed that new contract uh, last year, and questions have been made. It's like, is Gallup now in jeopardy of being our number two now? I would say yes. Sorry, I got distracted because I was like, you're saying that they're protecting him and stuff, and I, I was just like, how many sacks has he um, gotten not, not, <laughs> this not, year? In comparison and, to other quarterbacks, not as oh, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Like sure. there, there has been games that where Will Mac one though was like, ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. But I'm just thinking about it from an overall yeah. season perspective. Like there has yeah. been has been games where like take for example, Cleo Mac absolutely dominated Tyron Smith in that game. Like forced mm-hmm. them forced them back into the pocket. I mean, and he's an extremely good player. So absolutely, like, like surprising. Well, yes, but I just think an all perspective and i'm not trying to give the offensive line um any pass in any way like when you're going up against these really good players like sir Khalil mack your joey bosas your uh, nick bosas etc etc you need to really step it up but if we're playing against a, a defensive line that are not really causing that much threat then yeah we're going to be we're going to be okay so I think for Dallas, they really need to amp it up a little bit, but but we can't complain too much because how things, all things are considering right now, we're okay, but it could be a bit better. I mean, if you want me to complain, I can't, but if you don't, if you don't I'll go complain. for it, Meg, go for it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Me- Meg's, um, full, <laughs> Meg's doing old Dragon Ball. Like, we can't complain. Right I'm like, well, if you do want me to, I will. Um, no, uh, I just... <laughs> My my thoughts are, I'm not. You know what? I have a question more so than an actual thought on something. All right, go for it. Um, so, you know, we're talking about the O line here. We have atrocious run blocking. Yeah, that's my concern. It's a pretty big concern. Pass protection, I don't have a concern as much, but run blocking, especially in the inside gaps. Like we're if we're running outside run, we can somehow manage to escape that not as not as badly. But if we're trying to run the ball in the inside through the B gap or the A gap, we've not had much success at all. Like even having like said Rico Dowdo in there, who's definitely more of a power style running back compared to Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn, he's only maybe getting like maybe like just beyond the line of scrimmage to get those extra yards, and that's it. We're not making your eight or nine, ten yard runs in, in the inside, which is a big concern. Well, and as someone who um, famously stated that he just wants to run the ball um, when referencing his op- opposite style of um, Kellen Moore. Um, wh- what are we missing? Because if that's something that you want to heavily feature in your offense, you're doing a really bad job of it. And I'm not sure what the what the missing piece here is. What's the what are we missing here? Power. Is it your like? Your, are you going to say a power back? 
that pro- just pu- just pull uh, just full on power we're, we're, we're lack of well, aggression i think as well and we know that tony pollard has power mm-hmm. and but, you have your best five alignment on the field mm-hmm. so just throwing that out there i find it interesting mm, yeah I, I don't expect I, either of us to have the answer to this, by the way. No, I, just... I, I don't really have an answer, to be perfectly honest. Like, I'm still puzzling together of what are we expected to kind of, what type of team are we right now? Because it still feels like we have no identity as an offense right now. Like, if that makes sense. No, you're right. So, um... so that's a concern, considering all the offseason, the preseason games, the stuff that... Preseason games, we actually looked more comfortable, but when we've actually started playing our starters, it feels as though it's kind of out there for a little bit. <laughs> I know, but it feels like it's kind of unraveled a little bit. It feels like there's just like a big, massive disconnection somewhat somehow. I, I don't know. <clears throat> Another problem that I have <laughs> here, I'm just going to air my grievances. <laughs> Michael Gallup, what are you doing, bro? Right, so with Michael Gallup, right, I'm not going to give I'm not trying to give him an R pass or anything like that, right? So I think he's got a very massive mental. Well, break. if you if you gave him a pass, he would drop it. So. Oh, oh God! There you go. You just for the Meg with the puns. Sorry, the, the joke was like right there. Yeah, I just yeah. I love a joke. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, so with likes of Michael Gallup right now. Yeah. I think he has a big, massive mental block right now. Obviously, coming back from injury, I don't know if he's been utilized in the correct way that he is best utilized at right now. Like, he's more designed for the, the long passes, cat, cat, getting up in the air and make those catches. We're not seeing enough of that. He's running these curl routes, slant routes, everything. He's getting mixed up. I don't think that is his game at all. And it's the same with Brandon Cooks as well. Like, Cooks is more the deep route. C.D. Lamb's your more short route guy as well. So I think we don't have those guys utilized in the correct way or set in those positions. Like, your X, your Y, and your Z wide receivers are always mixed and always changing. So I think that's always a problem. Because remember when we were talking about like offensive line, we didn't like you're always moving the offensive line all different places. And it was just mm-hmm. like there was no continuity at all. I think that's now the problem this year with our wide receivers. There seems to be a little bit of uh, no continuity. Although, although in that game against the Chargers, CD Lamb was on fire in that game. Seven for seven, 117 yards, I believe. And he looked like our number one wide receiver in that game. And Cooks uh, had a great game as well, I thought, even though he only like, I think it was at like four for four. But going back to Michael Gallup, it was a concern because you would think any other wide receiver could have made those catches. Like, it was like really, and I don't know if it was just lack of focus or he's played like, still playing in doubt of his ability because he's just coming back from injury. He doesn't trust his body yet or whatever. I don't know, but it's a concern, especially when we've just paid him that contract. So questions are being asked. So is Michael Gallup in jeopardy here? Like, yeah, 
hundred percent. So, and and we all love Michael Gallup. We all do. But and yeah. we and we want to see the best of him. And fortunately, unfortunately, right now, he's in this weird situation because Jalen Tolbert is on the way up. It wouldn't surprise me in the next coming games if that's the way things are going as of right now for Michael Gallup. Jalen Tolbert is going to get elevated up to wide receiver number three. Yeah, I mean, and you're you're making the point of you know you don't think he's being utilized correctly. Well. Why is that? The Texas like, what is the opposition to using your players to their best ability? And it seems like that's just not being my, done kind of across the board. My guess would be as as Mike McCarthy wants to try and keep defenses guessing. That's the only thing, right? Like if you play, like they didn't like, for example, oh, we didn't expect CD Lamb to play on the X or be on the like the wideout. We didn't expect that, or we don't expect Michael Gallup to be the the a, the short route, or like being right beside the tight ends. We don't we we don't expect that. So I think it's yeah. it's. It's a lot of. I think it's confusing for the players, but so it is confusing also for the defenses. But the defenses are picking up a lot more quicker than us, and we are playing our own playbook right now. Unfortunately, if that's what that is, that might be one of the dumbest reasons for doing anything. Because mm. it's like, yeah, confuse that defense. It doesn't matter if you're confusing the defense if you can't even make your offense run. Yeah, absolutely. Like, who cares? It's. And it, I'm not saying this is even this was a and I was just speculating what we think is yeah. the reason that he's doing that, but it it does you know stand a reason that could be like one of his things because he does did that man I just keep bringing back all of his dumb stuff that he does um, that when they did that um, scrimmage that was supposed to be on on TV and then they oh. did not show any of it they just showed the back of people's uniforms. I wouldn't even show I'll... what his offense was going to look like. Get over yourself. I'll be perfectly honest. I think even enticing that idea of showing off your offense in a scrimmage is a very, very bad idea because it's trying to sure, give, but then don't make the TV deal. Yeah, yeah like I, for I, for one, would not want to broadcast anything about my offense so that other teams can access. I'd and say see. do like a choreographed dance and like make it entertaining. Why are we? Why are you even doing it in the first place? Talk to Jerry about that. Talk to your boy. Like, that was just the dumbest thing. And it just, it's something that he does a lot where he's like, I don't want to show anything. And it's again, I just, nothing he says is trustworthy to me. I just don't believe it. I just kind of stopped listening at some point. Hmm. If, uh, I mean, I still, like, here's the question do you still have faith in Mike McCarthy? I do. I do, but I just like don't. Why lie all the time? Just can you just not? <laughs> uh, I, I, it's, I, it's the performative media stuff. I think might be where like I have this disconnect with him. I'm not, and I'm not really um, convinced in his abilities as a play caller yet. And I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying I not yet am I convinced of it. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just want him to stop talking and like putting himself in these like holes where I'm like, I just can't trust you anymore. And I like, is it, 
I don't need to trust him. He's not my coach, but I'm like, I just, I want to feel like you're actually doing something to better the team. And I don't feel like you digging yourself into these holes is like really proving that you have the ability to lead this team. Uh, see, if anything, I wish in terms of media personality, I wish Mike McCarthy was more like Bill Belichick. No nonsense, just... That, that'd be fine with me. Yeah, like tell the media literally next to nothing or be absolute douchebags towards the media. Well, I think that's the funny part, though, is because when I would talk to Hellman about this, he's like, my favorite thing about Mike McCarthy is how nice he is to everybody. So I'm like, you don't have to be a douche, but like, don't, I think he just like puts himself in, puts himself in these scenarios where he doesn't need to, like, he never had to say, oh, I just, all this time I was spent watching all this tape, blah, blah, blah. Like, you didn't need to say that. You could have just said, like, I've just been really wanting to get back into the NFL. I believe in my abilities to do this. I've, like, I've gotten to the peak before I want to get there again. Like, you don't have to say stuff like, I did all this, like, this film study, blah, 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 and then come out later and be like, no, I didn't. I was just lying. Mm. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. (laughs) You can just, you can be nice. But you don't have to make make stuff up. Yeah. Uh, but Mike McCarthy. What what yeah. more can we say? Hopefully he can actually turn the things around. Plenty really more to say, but I will not. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I will say this in the final. I don't, course. and I want to be clear though. I want to mm. be clear. I don't dislike him at all. I just get frustrated when with like the way he conducts talks. himself. Yeah. yeah. You're not the only one out there, I believe. I'm I, sure. I, I believe a lot of people who listen to the show will be like, you know what, we're with you, Meg. It's like, <laughs> I'm I'm feeling those frustrations as well. Like, I can't complain too much because we are four and two, but I can't complain right. of what he says. It just doesn't sound right. Can, like, how can you say that was good when we played really, really, really bad, all that type of stuff? One so. more thing, and then I will stop complaining. Maybe. Um... <laughs> When there was eight seconds on the clock. Oh, no. In the, in the, in the first half? <laughs> what was that? What was it? So this is my big problem with Mike McCarthy. Like, is, is clock management. That is my biggest problem right now. We've had opportunities to still put points on the board, and he's been... He, I think there's been conservative being on the offense, but there's being ridiculously conservative with the Thank ball. You. That's my problem. There seems to be lack of a attack. It feels like going back to the Cowboys versus Texans game back in 2017, where, no, was it 2018? Yeah, 2018, where we lost in, Tex- in Texas. We were fourth and one, and Jason Garrett decides to punt the ball. I'm, I'm sorry. We were behind. We didn't go for it. I, like, why the hell are we punting it? We're actually in the 50-yard line at the time. Right. So it kind of it kind of almost brought me back to that scenario. I'm like, right. And then you see him get a little more aggressive and like, you know, go for it on fourth down a little more often. You're like, oh, okay, cool. But then <clears throat> I think I honestly, to me, and this is just my overhead view of it, it almost feels as though um when it comes down to making these like play calls and 
putting it on Dak that the um, interceptions from last year are more in his head than they are in Dak's. Yeah, I, f- I believe so. Because it's I'm- like he was like, I'll just take these three points instead of giving Dak a chance to throw throw an interception. Yeah. It, it feels Instead like of a, trusting him to not do that. It feels but, like if, there's a lot of doubt. And and I think that's kind of now yeah. being passed on to the other players. It, it feels like there's a lack of trust yeah. among the offense a little bit. I completely agree with that. And that's something that does need to improve. As Chris, we've got a tough schedule ahead of us. We do have the Rams. We do have the Eagles coming up. We've got Commanders and Thanksgiving. And we've got the Seahawks the week after. So we've got a couple of... Make sure to include those because he's going to be there. Mm -hmm. I have to. (laughs) Yep. I'll be there Thanksgiving and I'll be there for the Seattle game. Hell yeah. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. The Rams are a little more interesting than I thought they would be. <clears throat> They're like a kind of surprise right now. You just don't know what to expect from them right now. Which is not something that um, Which is we worrying. like when preparing for a team. <laughs> to me, I'd be worried about the Rams right now. I'd be worried. Yeah, of course. Because um, that Puka Na- Na- Nakua. Yeah. Whoa. He has certainly turned some heads this year. And obviously now Cooper Cup coming back. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing that we need to really keep our eyes on. And uh, obviously Cam Akers is... I think Cam Akers is now traded to the Panthers, I believe. I, I think one of the running backs is traded. Yeah, no, I know he's not... I want the Panthers. That could be true. Hold on. Yeah, I'll need, we'll need to double check that one, but... Um, I'm getting it right now. Hold on. Yeah. But, um, yeah but, oh, yeah, he's the Vikings. Oh, the yeah, Vikings. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was the Vikings, and then I was like, the Panthers? Double guess. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, that was a weird trade. Yeah. I mean, I, I get where the Vikings were going with that trade, actually, more I think about it, because Madison's not really stepped up to the plate since Darwin Cooks now went to the Jets. So I think they've just tried to bring in more running backs to kind of fill in the rotation in a way, but yeah. who knows. But I will say, though, the other team that's ahead of our schedule, the Eagles, they're definitely not a 5-1 and one team. 
They are not. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Like, if anyone, like, I'm sorry, right? And this is my, like, so you're, you've had your rant. This is my yeah, go rant. For it. This is my rant. This is my time right now. See the, see the mainstream media, right? Screw you. I'm sorry, <laughs> right? For all what you've been saying, it's like, yeah, Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFL. No, no, he is not. I'm sorry, but have you watched his performances recently? He is absolutely dog water right now. I'm sorry, right? How can you say of a, a, a running style quarterback who's actually four more interceptions than Dak Prescott this year, and basically is getting beloved by the brotherly shove by a fourth and one push every time? How is that a genetic, like a special skill of a quarterback? That's your offensive line that's doing that. I'm sorry, but no. The unfair criticism on our quarterback compared to the other quarterbacks is unjustified. So, unfair play to Michael Parsons for calling that out. I salute you, sir. And for the mainstream media to come back and say, it's like, oh yeah, um, Michael Parsons, we'll tell you this and we'll tell you that. You're doubling down in that statement? I'm sorry, but that just comes to show how stupid you guys are. I'm sorry. All right, slay. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think we all can agree. Like the unfair treatment that Dak gets is a lot because there's there's a star shaped target on his helmet. Um, it's for because, people to talk about. I'll tell you exactly why that is, Meg. It's because the Cowboys are the number one clickbait for it comes to making headlines. Like, well, and right. to be fair. They get us every time. <laughs> I mean, so like, why would they stop? I mean, um, <laughs> we we just we all we ask for is more impartial commentary, impartial because well, like, like we, right. we, we, think about it, right? Joe Burrow might get five minutes talk time. Jalen Hurts gets a couple of minutes there. Dak Prescott twenty five minutes on his own. Someone broke down what they talked about on Undisputed, and it was like a full hour of cowboy stuff. It's it's ridiculous. Oh God! It's ridiculous. Um, Right, and it's like, look, I'm not saying like I want everyone to crap on Jalen Hurts. Like I don't really care. I just think that you're doing too much to Dak. Yeah, yeah, and and the fact that no one's talking about the fact. Like, so here's here's my say about how the NFL is right now. Yeah. Yeah, San Francisco lost to the Cleveland Browns, but to me, they're still number one in the AFC right now. Like uh-huh. over overall, wide receivers, running back, defense, yeah. you name it. Quarterback, yeah. meh, whatever. Like he's still got. He's still he still. still he's, Gardner but, Minshew in there, and he'd be all right. Yeah, I, like he's a, it's a system quarterback. So you yeah. you you could put in. I don't know. You could put in. I don't know. Even put Johnny Manziel back in the league and still do well. <laughs> I don't know, but you know what I mean? But I don't think he's football ready, but go ahead. <laughs> you may never know. But anyway, <laughs> but so from, from that, you've got the Dolphins who are on the rise. Uh, well, they're AFC, sorry. Like, but yeah, but yeah, going, you're just talking about the NFC picture. Yeah, but, but, but going into the, the Eagles, if you were to play, like, obviously, if San Francisco and, and Philadelphia do need to play each other. I think San Francisco are going to absolutely destroy them massively. Like they play each other this season, don't they? Yeah, they should be. Yeah, 
I mean, because if we did, they have to be. Yep, yep. Um, I'm kind of, I'm excited, not to completely change the subject, because I'll go back, but I'm excited about this Eagles-Dolphins game. Oh, that's a tasty one. I, I, I And it couldn't be the most different, like, two di- split, two complete different personalities of head coaches. You've got douchebag Nick Sirianni, and you've got Mr. Cool Daniel, uh, whatever his name is, McDaniels. Mike McDaniels. Mike, 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 him, whatever his name is. Yeah. Like, two complete polar opposites of each oh, other. Yeah. Like, Nothing, nothing makes me happier than seeing Nick Sirianni look like an absolute goofball on on TV. Nothing better. I Mike McDaniel might be one of my favorite coaches ever to oh, exist. Oh he man, just, like, like, he like does not give a rip. I, I like <laughs> I and he have I, I do have to give him props how he's managed to turn things around for the Dolphins right now, offensively. He's got them on a hot streak. Like every player seems to be contributing like from Waddle to uh, Tyreek Hill to the running backs yeah. uh, Devin Archie uh, Devin Ar- Arcane uh, Archane whatever you want to call him and uh, most are as well so th- they're filing in all cylinders in terms of the offense right now whether the Eagles can deal with that mm, interesting because uh, they've been very so, subject right now well yeah I'm like well and the Dolphins are like I think they have that just like mar on their record right now with that 28 point loss but still like they just have been they've been overall just like a really they, everyone has a bad game okay yeah you know i mean, they've only, I mean they lost to the bills <laughs> that's the only game they've lost the to. only reason i can't let go of our 49ers loss is because i am way too personally invested okay <laughs> like, otherwise if i was like overlooking i'd be like it's fine like that's not that big of a deal I think we're um, the reason why we're so still annoyed about that game because is the rivalry and how we performed in that game, how we performed, and how the, we performed in the past with them too. Yeah, but look at the Eagles' schedule. I p- people have said this, but I just hadn't like taken a peek at it myself. They obviously they play the Dolphins tomorrow. Yep. yep. Um. Then they have the Commanders. Then they have the Cowboys. Then they have the Chiefs. Followed by the Bills, the 49ers, and then the Cowboys again. Yeah. That's a, that's that's a, t- that's a schedule right there. That's a tasty schedule. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, so if you have any question about like who the Eagles are, and I'm sure a lot of us do, um, those should be by, by the time we see them again, we should have a pretty healthy idea of what they are as a team. Yeah, definitely. Like I think as if you were to if we were to play the Eagles right now, I think they would still edge it against us because of our uncertainty with our offense right now. But but anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, I mean it's a tough one, isn't it? Dak does own them though, so it's like eh. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Like Dak always does step up when it comes to the the, the Eagles, and so does uh, D Law. So, yeah, like anytime they've beaten us in recent history, Dak has not been playing. Hmm. But yeah. More on that later, because we still yeah. have the bye week and the Rams to deal with before we, I even want to think about playing them. Um, and I hope that our team feels the same way. Um, but yeah, gosh. So 
middle of the season, not middle of the season, bye week. Mm-hmm. What do you grade the season so far? <laughs> so I already kind of graded this already on the, the UK Cowboys fans. And so, you, so you're ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm prepared. I am prepared. I've <laughs> I have given the Cowboys a C plus. Yeah. Because it's inconsistencies and games when we're, we're we're very fired up to play, our demeanor is completely stinking. It's there it's it's horrible. Like we're, we're like we it's like we didn't even show up. Like the Cardinals game, we took that for a ride and we got our asses kicked. And we did that way against San Francisco. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna let this, we're not gonna let this repeat. And it actually ended up being a hell of a lot worse. It was so much worse. All right. And <laughs> and when we played, like, don't get me wrong, we played against the Giants. Yeah, we completely destroyed them. But how much was that? How much was that actually done on the defense? Same with the Jets and same with the Patriots. Like, right. It seems to be the defense is more is contributing, I would say, 70% more than what the offense is. It's like, it should be a split 50-50. If not, it should be more on the offense than the defense. So like there's usually a divide there that's uneven. Um, You know, you would want it to be 50-50. But, but you, well, you want it more on your offense more than anything to co- contribute to your points more, like, more. Yeah, and well, and it's, you're not wrong about that um, at all. But I think it's, it's that's what's so interesting about the makeup of a team is mm. the um, the way like if you are having inconsistencies in your offense and you're able to make up for it with your defense, you can still win and you can still be a good team. Um, uh, yeah, but right. when they're both flat, that's when you have a 49ers game. Yes, I completely agree with you. That yep, one hundred percent. But yeah, no, and I agree with your C plus. I. Honestly, when I before you said C plus, I was gonna be like D, C minus. <laughs> yeah, but C plus is more fair because honestly, we're four and two. We are in a decent situation. We did lose some major players, but we've had a lot of guys step up. So like, that's why like if you notice, Marquis Bell, Marquis Bell, um, we spent most of this time complaining about our offense. Yeah, the two players that have really stepped up for us this year is actually our kicker this year and Marquise Bell. So those are the two guys. And also, yeah, oh, I can't forget Big Osa. Absolutely. Well, and uh, so I think it was was interesting. And I, you know, went back and um, made sure I wasn't making this up in my head. But like we talked about when um, DeMarvion Overshone went down, we talked about how... Mm. Um, Marquise Bell was going to be someone to pay a lot of attention to and that he had a big opportunity to step into this role and make an impact on this defense, and he did. Yeah, he had a phenomenal game uh, last week in there against the Chargers. Looked great. Um, And he's going to be given more opportunity because obviously we are very slim when it comes to our numbers and for linebacker right now we've actually had to bring in or oh what's his name we just brought in a linebacker from free agency that uh, like who's still on the market there and um i would not surprise me we might actually make an, an addition to the linebacker core because obviously lve is going to be out for a little while um parsons might have to drop back into linebacker from time to time if parsons yeah. does go back to defensive end it really leaves literally 
Um, let me just look at the dev chart right now, actually. Um, yeah, so Damone Clark, Marquis Bell, Michael Parsons, the Mario Overshawn and Leighton Van. Yeah, so Overshawn and Van Der Escher on IR right now. We've literally got three linebackers right now in our roster, not including the I cannot remember the the the, the guy's name who just brought in um former first round player as well. Oh god, that's trying to do my head in. Uh, anyway, but the fact is, we're very very slim when it comes to the linebacker core. Very slim. Like we literally have no backups right as of right now, besides the addition that brought in. We need a we need at least one more linebacker to come into the roster. I would say. At yeah. least one like because there's no way Clark, who obviously last year had the big massive surgery, but came back like came back and actually did play some game time last year. This is his first full on season. We don't know if he can play for the full season yet. We know Parsons can play at the Sam linebacker, no problem. Like Bell, who is primarily like down as a safety, but he can play linebacker as well. He's now being right. promoted up to that. So we're playing very, we're at very thin water like right that right now. So we need to make sure that we're covered going forward as this season progresses. So that's what we were we were making the joke. Like, there's nothing more that in this world that Dan Quinn loves more than a um, a safety that can flex. Yeah. And we do have that. Like multiple. Yeah, like Donovan Wilson can do it. Uh Israel McQuamu can do it. But mm-hmm. he's more he's more corner to safety rather than uh safety to linebacker. So I think from that dynamic part we do lack of it's more the corners to can convert to safeties more than linebackers to um safeties so i think that's the what's the word that's the well it is a problem let's be honest and it's something that does need to be addressed because we are fully stacked in terms of who we've got on our defensive line like we've got six d linemen uh, sorry six defensive ends and we've got five uh interior defensive linemen so d-law samuel falimi fohoko yeah, he's not been featured in any games yet. Tyree Sweet, who's just been promoted. Darren Armstrong and Dante Fowler. So that's your defensive end. We heard Wheat's name far too many times. Yeah, he was featured quite a lot in that game. He actually made he actually made a good contribution in that game. He also um, made some bad ones too. Yeah, yeah. I but, was like, we're I'm we're thinking too much about you for someone who just got here. Yeah, and in terms of like the interiors, we've got Hankins, Mazze, Osa, Neville Gallimore, and Chancey Golston. Chancey Golston is more of a flex in terms of the defensive line, but he can play. He can play your five tech and then become your free tech, whatever. Like he's yeah. he's literally um, then Tyron Crawford all over again, pretty much. He can you can you can play on the edge and he can play inside. So, um, but so we're 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 good there. It's just linebacker is a problem. And we've got a lot of secondary. And this is despite the fact that C.J. Goodwin's going to be out, Jalen Thomas is 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 out, and Trayvon Diggs is out. So we've got Gilmore, Jordan Lewis, Nishon Wright, DeLone Brand, Noah 
Igbonabi. Uh, I cannot pronounce his name to save my life. I do apologize. And Eric Scott Jr. And for the safeties, we've got Kers, Kwamu, Malik Hooker, and Donovan Wilson. So we've got numbers in the secondary, which is fine. But again, we're really, really skipping the edge here when it comes to linebacker. And it concerns me. Because what happens if, and God forbid this does not happen, what happens if, like, a bell goes out or Parsons goes out? Who's going to fill the slot? The question is, we do not know. And that is what's wrong on defense. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, we spent, we did spend a chunk of time talking about the offense, but like the defense is not without its, without its struggles for sure. And don't, and don't get me wrong. The defense have been playing really good football. Like I think we are still ranked in the top five and the majority of all stats right now, but, but Chris is so early in the season. Yeah, that's all cool and that, but right. <clears throat> I'd be more interested to see if we can continue that trend going forward. Well, and this is this is kind of my my complaint from earlier with Mike McCarthy. It's like I don't trust him. I trust Dan. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's like when you're talking about the state of the union of this team, I feel like the focus is more on like how the offense is just so unknown whereas the defense i feel like at least i know someone has that focused yeah it, it feels like you're just trying to open up pandora's box or like like i said like you're trying to open up a kind of surprise you just don't know what offense you're going to get right like are you going to get the or deal or no, no deal are you going to get the one cent or you're going to get the one million dollar offense that's what it kind of feels like. Like I can use I can use all these different all these different like analogies like to describe what type of offense we've got. The simple the simple fact is we just do not know right now. Like there's been glimpses of pure really good offense, but there's been several glimpses of bad offense. But purely because we could not run the ball or some of our wide receivers are just failing to catch it. And and and, and, and I think it's kind of unfair on the criticism on Dak, because I don't think it's on Dak's fault, besides the the, the throw into triple coverage. That was all on Dak, that game. I think that was the San Francisco game, actually. That was that was all on him. But the majority throughout this season, I don't think Dak's really put that much wrong in what he's been doing. I think it's more down to... He fixed the offense last week. Like it was, everything was bad, and he like was the like was able to steer us out of a skid. Here's the question, though. Compared to San Francisco and compared to the other games, mm -hmm. I'd here. I think what, and I don't know what you think is. Do you think the more relaxed Dak looks, the more he's in control? Because I thought, like throughout that whole game, he looked. He did not look. And any stress of getting rid of the ball, it looked very relaxed out there. I think that does play a big part to that. Because yeah. he, he, looked, he looked very in control throughout that whole game. Despite, he did look in control that game. Um, like, like there was no hesitation. There was no uh, like sudden change of audibles or anything like that. Like rechecking the place. Like remember he, when he ran for eighteen yards? He's well, like, you know, screw it. Yeah, he, like he, he looked. He looked. He's like I just a. Uh, Beep, 
it and actually ran off. It's like, all right, okay, none of my right receivers are off. Cool, I'm just going to run it. There was no, oh, crap, my right receivers are not available. What am I going to do? There was no panic in that game. Like, don't get me wrong, there was a weird... It, that that game against the Chargers was weird. I'm glad that we won, yeah. It but, was so weird. Well, but, and you saw at the end, like, <laughs> when it was, like, over, Dak just goes... God, like he was pointing up, like, oh my god. See that that to me shows a lot of how this season is so far. The fact that our quarterback is actually saying thank God and looking up to the sky, like if it was like a big stress relief. Well, I think and that kind of felt like what a lot of us all felt, probably well, obviously him on a much larger scale. Mm. But I think we I was in a group text and we were just like if I have to get online and defend him over an interception again, I will lose my mind. Like, and like Hellman, especially he was like, I like, he can't, he can't throw one. He can't, I can't take this. <laughs> if I have to walk into the Fox offices and someone says one thing to me about a freaking interception. I'm gonna lose. <laughs> to be honest, I was like that after the San Francisco game, I was like, for the first time, I'm like, I well, can't, but this I, is your get right game. Yeah. So, like, we're on on to the next week. Like, I'm still, we're still going to hear about that for Niners game all all season. Unfortunately, that's the truth. Because we do not let things go. <laughs> that's that's the truth. Like, I, we, like I we, we we hold we hold everything so close to our chest here at Cowboys Nation, and yeah, that's caught it. Okay, like yeah. we don't let exactly. it exactly. And that's been what <laughs> like that's been what uh, seven years ago. Oh, I, I, I'll still, I'll still never forgive those referees and Mike McCarthy for making that call. Oh, because he, if it wasn't for Mike McCarthy, we would have been in going to that Super Bowl that year. We had a great team that year. Well, and I've told this story many times, but Hellman got me a, a cameo for my birthday from Gene Steratore, and he admitted that that rule is butt. <laughs> it's like he's like in today's NFL, that would have been a catch, and I'm like. Listen, I want to kill you. <laughs> Not yeah. literally, just yeah. in my in my mind. It 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 feels like taking a dagger to the heart. Still, no, literally. About. I was like, I know this was supposed to be funny, but now I'm upset. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm sorry to our listeners right now. Like we're we're trying to think of all positives. No, We've been ranting no, all day. They get it. They don't today. let it go either. Okay. <laughs> I know, but but all, all, all our listeners right now will be like, oh, my God, Paul and Meg are going off today. It's like, but why? <laughs> we're four and two. We should be happy. <laughs> like, but 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 there is concerns though, folks. We're like we're we're trying to address the what's the what's the term, Meg? Um, I'm trying to think of a term here analogy here like we're trying to like giving a progress report we're giving the state yeah, of yeah. We're, we're trying just, to give like we're, we're trying telling we're, you how it is yeah we're telling you as is. we're trying to be real here you know as always you know like, there's no there's no sugar coating on, on this podcast ladies and gentlemen no um i love this team so much that they upset me greatly every time they do bad things <laughs> yeah i love this team so much i have no hair so <laughs> Yeah, I. It's honestly shocking. I still have mine. Um, gosh. All right. Well, shoot. We don't have to stress out no. as much. Again, we can just watch 
We can actually sit and just be like that Michael Jackson, Max, uh, Michael Jackson meme with the popcorn, and hopefully, yeah. the, and hopefully the Eagles will just dismantle. That's if that happens, that will be my weekend. I'll be like, ah, awesome. I I want the Dolphins to win so bad, which means that they're gonna get trampled, and I'm upset about it. Um. Oh, I tell you this though, mate. See if the Dolphins were to replicate. What they did to the Denver Broncos? How much? <laughs> how much stream time are you think they're going to talk about that? Uh, two minutes. There we go. Mainstream <laughs> media do better. I'm sorry, but your well, coverage. We'll see of, how that actually goes. Yeah. If they, if it's the other way around, and that's. I'm willing. Get- I'm willing to put. I'm willing to put ten bucks of a time limit on that. Like I say, no more. I don't than... know who broke this down. Jay Tuck is the one who like reshared it, but it was like someone literally sat through an episode and like broke down the minutes, minutes. the yeah. segments that they had. It was like basically their entire time they spent talking about the Cowboys. It's it's because we're we are America's team. Sorry, the world's team. We are the world's team, folks. And literally anything that is Cowboys related is going to make headlines for either you like it or don't and it's I feel it's a cheap state way of getting attention like you've got yeah. your you've got your idiots on mainstream media actually just talking about us just for the hell of it because they, they refuse to talk about pretty much all the other 15 games in a fair time limit you're like come on now and even if I highly recommend not watching any of that. And if you need someone that has a big name under them, listen to Dave Hellman's podcast as well, yes. because he's got some fair information. He doesn't always let the Cowboys slide on stuff, but at least he's fair about it. Okay. Absolutely. And, and Dave, I love to bit pieces. He's I've known Dave for a long, long time. And never told you the story how I met Dave. Yes. Right, like for our listeners, right? So way back in 2014, when the Cowboys came to London, right, and we're in the sports bar, the game before the Cowboys versus Jags game in London. This is where I met also Shannon Gross, one of my good friends as well. And Dave's like to me, "Wait, you're from Scotland?" Blah 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 blah. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they and he was asking me, "It's like, so any chance?" This bar can show me the LSU game on my app. I'll see what I can do. And we managed to get it on. He had his LSU Tigers t-shirt on, and he was just not even one minute interested talking to anybody while that game was on. And once the game was over, it was great. Like we had a good laugh and we became good friends and stuff like that. Same with Derek Eagleton and stuff like that, and all the other cowboy staff. That's how we first met. And obviously. Met him the year uh, a couple of years later when I came to Dallas, and it's just one of the most like straight to the point people you're ever going to meet in your life. And so, when it comes to Dave's podcast, give it a watch. Don't listen to all the other ones; are just doing it for clickbait. If you want proper in depth, proper analysis from a Cowboys perspective, listen to Dave and listen to like so bloggingtheboys.com because like, he's got, got the the. He's covering everybody now. So, you know, yeah. there's not all cowboys, but yeah. it is if you want some witty, self-deprecating, intelligent analysis. Yes. And not and no and no cheap shots. Just no. for just for clicks. No. Yeah. That's the difference. Really? That's the difference. Fox on NFL. NFL on Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one. Go listen to that. 
always join us here every week, of course. And then, you know, there's blogging the boys stuff every single day for you to listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. So rate, review, subscribe, tell Paul that um, you like the Rangers and you hate the Astros. Nah, nah. I, I'm like, like if you just said like the Rangers, you can they... say go Celtic, go Texas Rangers. There we go. Okay, that's acceptable because I was <laughs> I was not going to let you slide just saying Rangers there. No chance. Um, uh. but also make sure you check out blackingtheboys.com. They have all the new and breaking information for you to check out. Um, and then you know next week we'll be uh, chatting about those uh, Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, pre 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 game show. Yeah, who knows? We'll see what happens, folks. But enjoy your bye week, everyone, and hopefully. The Eagles will lose. Hopefully, the Commanders will, will lose, and hopefully, the Giants will continue to lose. So there we go. I hope everyone's a loser this weekend, except for us. All right. <laughs> we'll be we'll be winning by eating popcorn and being like Michael Jackson's, and that means yes. All right, go Cowboys, y'all. Dallas Fowler, Philly, never baby. <laughs> <laughs>